This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Lovers' names carved in walls overlap, start to merge. Some of them underneath. Maybe they appear in graveyards. Maybe they fade away, weathered and overgrown. Time has told meaningful hidden words suddenly appear from the murk. Maybe they're telling us that the end never was, never will. The words have gone, but the meaning will never disappear from the wall. Is this, are these the lyrics to Lovers Carvings? I would have never known. These are the lyrics to Lovers (laughs) Carvings by none other than BBO. Mm -hmm. The year is 2012. When we're listening to Lover's Carvings, a, a, a song that you might think to yourself, I didn't even know there were lyrics. Yeah. You can get you can get pretty far into that song without ever hearing a lyric. You don't even know that there are lyrics. Yeah. But it's so cute. So what were we wearing when we were listening to Lover's Carvings in 2012? According to the internet, because you know I like to jog us all the way back there, I googled today 2012 high school style. Mm-hmm. And this is what came up. <laughs> oh, no. What is it? Number one, leather. Oh. Okay. That does not resonate. I don't think that resonates. <laughs> not for me. Not my high school that resonates. <laughs> also, this is a really funny graphic that I'm looking at. Oh, yeah. It's like a flat lay of all, all the clothes and... <laughs> Leather booties. Oh, actually, I do feel like, like booties were big. Like, I thought you meant like booties. Oh yeah. no, no. I was like, well, yeah, no, like, like an ankle they booty. Always in style. Yeah, you think <laughs> ankle yes, booties? Ankle booties that that does track. Prince. See, now this feels very broad to me. You yeah. can't just say prince, but I do feel like animal prints were like popular. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, as I'm thinking about it, I'm drawing a blank. I'm like, was there a style of like the 2010s, the 2000, you know, 2012? They say blazer, and I do think the blazers were really popular. Yeah, maybe for like, you know, like people in their 20s. Okay, not to bring it about the co-host of your podcast, but I think Gossip Girl was very informative Mm -hmm. to girls being like, I want to dress like, um, you know, anyway. Totally. Peter Pan collars. Oh, yes. Yes. I definitely had a, like a cute shirt and peplums. I had. Yes. I had a cute shirt. Peplums. This is like bringing me back. It was a pink shirt with a Peter Pan collar and a peplum. Well, you know really what? Really going I've, for it. I've decided that now I'm going to start the episode because I want to talk about your high school style. Okay. So everyone's like, who's talking? And my guest today is Sophie Ansari. Yes. And Sophie grew up in Bay, or not grew up, went to high school. In Beijing, China. Mm-hmm, that's right. So we were wearing the peplum and the Peter Pan collar in Beijing. Yeah. I, I mean, Beijing is such a big city, right? Yeah, huge, huge, huge. I think it's like, at the time I was living there, I think it was like 22 million Is people. it the biggest city in China? 
I don't know. You'd have to fact check that. I mean, I think it's one of them. One of the top five, probably. I I really... Every city in China is big, though. I know, like, Tianjin is huge. Yeah. Beijing is huge. Yep. Hong Kong, obviously, but... Shanghai you know, is huge. Shanghai. Yeah, Hong Kong is it. Yeah. Hang, yeah, it's like yeah. Hong Kong. Are we, what, need to be, need to be, you know, but... <laughs> Beijing. What was style yeah. like in Beijing? I mean... I went to an international school. Mm -hmm. So people who I was going to school with were from all over. A lot of uh, people from Scandinavia for some chic. reason. I know, yeah. Scandinavians in Beijing going to international school. Yeah. Now, honey, that's a series I would watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I just had this memory come back to me with my sister. So I had a boyfriend in high school who was Swedish mm. and very just like effortlessly stylish. Yes. And um, my sister said to me one day, she's older than me, and she was like, do you ever feel embarrassed? Just like that. Like no context. And I was like, why would I feel embarrassed? She's like, well, Isaac just has such good style and, mm. and you don't. <laughs> mm. And I was like, well, now I am. Yeah. Now you're like, now that you put it this way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love a high yeah. school boyfriend. Were you like super in love? I think so. Yeah. 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 He was definitely my first love. Um, but we broke up after we, we continued dating after high school mm. and like he took a gap year and stayed in Beijing to learn Chinese. He went to like a Chinese university for mm -hmm. a year to learn the language. And I was still in high school. He was a year older than me. And um, and then I took a gap year after that. And I just decided like this isn't what I want for my life. We have different different goals, different visions. And I was very – I felt very mature making that decision. Mm -hmm. My parents called me the Terminator. Mm. They're like anytime – you, like, make a decision that you don't want to be with somebody and it's over. And I, I mean, maybe we'll get to this in our high school grievances, but I feel, I feel for him. Like, it was, like, a, a really intense, loving relationship and then it ended really quick because I was, like, I, this isn't for me. I'm, like, going in a different direction in my life. But I kind of feel like all high school relationships, even, like, college relationships, I don't, mm -hmm. I think kind of all relationships – they're all pretty abrupt unless you have yeah. one of this these like really sad breakups, which like I've had one where like you both know the relationship, like the relationship is dead and you both yeah. are like very sadly being like, this is the end. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, otherwise, it is kind of this abrupt thing where one person does kind of have to be like, yeah, this is over and I'm really sorry. And it's yeah. jarring because it really you need to grieve that person and mm -hmm. you need to grieve the relationship being over. And when you're a teenager, it's so hard because you don't have enough, you haven't collected enough experience to know that like you're going to be okay yeah. and yeah. you'll fall in love again Yeah, because you just don't have that perspective yet. Yeah, I agree. I think um, we've like, we've talked as adults mm. and we've, we've settled, you know, I've apologized for the way I, the way I ended things yeah. and being like, I, I think in high school I was really, I felt really principled. And so I would like make decisions based on principle. But, you know, it's kind of like my husband talks about how like sometimes he feels uh, like a college kid discovering communism for the first time they're mm -hmm. like so intense about something that they've like just started to learn about mm -hmm. that's that was me in high school I was like making I, I felt really like I knew what I was 
talking about. And as Were you very, as I, like, righteous? Yeah. I, I feel like I was really righteous looking back. Well, and I could have settled. I could have chilled out. Well, I think that teenagers, like, generally speaking, are pretty extreme. Yeah. Like, one way or the other. Yeah. It just is a matter of, like, how you express those feelings and those urges. Yeah. But... I do think I like I kind of am obsessed with the idea of like morally um yeah. <laughs> like correct yeah. and uh morally astute or whatever teens. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I was so not like that. Really? What were you like? Oh god, what was I like? <laughs> I don't know. I was like I really hated school. Mm. I've heard I had terrible grades. Yeah. I loved people. So, like, I loved to, like, socialize and, like, mm-hmm. you know, get to know people and chat. I was, like, broody and artsy, too. Mm-hmm. I think I, like, loved being, like, tortured. I don't yeah. know. I also was, like, I smoked a lot of pot. Mm-hmm. I drank. Mm-hmm. I was, like... I was, like, smoking cigarettes and, like, listening to, like, you know, the Pixies and, like, you know, I was, like, (laughs) oh, that. That was, like, very me. And I I hated rules, Mm -hmm. but I also, like, was scared of getting in trouble, if that makes sense. Um, like from your parents or from like no, I didn't really give a fuck about my no, no, no. My mom, like my mom, scared the shit out of me, really, in a good way. Yeah, like not in a bad way. But my mom scared me, so like I never wanted to disappoint. Like I never wanted to disappoint my mom. Mm -hmm. I had a very fraught relationship with my father when I was a teen that made me be like fuck you. Like I would like buck up against him all the time. Mm -hmm. So I became like very fearless of like uh of authority I guess like I was not scared to question and like poke holes which I think is actually a good thing yeah but like I never won I was never the kind of kid that was like fuck you like I don't care if I get caught like I was definitely like I don't want to get caught you know like I'll do the bad thing I just don't want to get caught but that's such an interesting dual feeling yeah but like I don't know you know what is bad I knew kids that were doing really bad things yeah I never fucked with that yeah like but at the same time, I was yeah. never, I also never, like, really got on with the kids that were like, this is how things are supposed to be. And, yeah. like, this is what I'm Well, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. Let's, like, <laughs> as we were talking, I was like, wait, I, I don't think I was well, actually that righteous. picture. <laughs> First of all, I am I love international schools. I grew up in mm-hmm. D.C. Okay, around yeah, a lot of international so. students and mm-hmm. Washington International School. I was always so jealous mm-hmm. that I never went there because I was like, those kids are so chic. They mm-hmm. all, like, speak. <laughs> nine million languages they like roll their own cigarettes they're like very cool I had a lot of friends I rolled my own cigarettes (laughs) so what was your high school like was it big was it small was it clicky what was going on yeah so my high school was actually very artsy Mm. Um, it wasn't an arts high school but it just I had been to many international schools leading up to that one and it was just like a different ball game it even looked beautiful. Like there was a koi pond running through Whoa. it and like bamboo forest in like the courtyard. Yeah, it was it was a beautiful school. They really encouraged art, um, which I loved. Now I, I'm an artist. Um, what was I like in high school? Paint a picture. I had, I feel like I had three different high school experiences mm. and I was very influenced by friends. So like the first year, year and a half of high school, I was friends with, 
this girl Emily from England. Mm. And she was just like way more mature than mm. I was. And um, we would go, she like taught me how to smoke a cigarette. Classic. She, we would go after school to Domino's and like order some garlic knots and sit in the back. They had like a little back patio and just smoke cigarettes and talk about life. <laughs> um, I love that. A little garlic knot and a yeah, cigarette. Yeah. People say cigarettes that? and coffee. No, yeah. cigarettes and garlic <laughs> knots. Try it. Yeah. Um, and she introduced me to a bunch of kids who were in the grade above. So mm -hmm. like those couple of years, I was really close with her and the kids in the grade above, which one year isn't a lot. Yeah. It's not a big age gap, but at the time in high school, it feels so no, large. It feels huge. Yeah. It feels huge. Yeah. It's, I rem I am currently like writing, I'm, I was writing a story down the other day that I thought about how I lied to <laughs> these, <laughs> I was 14 and I lied to these like 15 year old girls that I was 15. And in, <laughs> and in hindsight, it's like, why did I do yeah. that? No, well, it's Well, you a big do deal. that because when you're 14, you just finished eighth grade and you're going into your freshman year. Mm -hmm. When you're 15, you're going into your sophomore year. Mm -hmm. So there does feel like a huge cultural yeah. divide. Yeah, so much is happening each year of that time period that it, it really is, there is a big difference between each year, I yeah. feel like. So that was my experience in the beginning of high school. And then I became friends with... Uh, someone named Camilla mm. who was very artsy and very much more innocent and then my high school experience shifted we would like spend time in the dark room at school together we would like go out on adventures and take film photos and go go back to the school and develop them and like that was our identity we were like it was like so part of my high school was like tortured artist mm. identity and then I love that yeah, and then my last year. Because the dark room for me was really like my safe space. Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you it were a photographer. It sounds so emo, but like it really, yeah. that was like, it was what I was good at. Mm -hmm. It was where I was alone. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to like memorize anything like in school, like in class, yeah. and I could just be an artist. Yes, <laughs> I know. I, yeah, so I felt the same way. Yeah. I loved, I loved art. I loved film. I took a film class in my last two years of high school and I wasn't very good at it, <laughs> to it be honest, matter. but I loved it. Um, and then my last year of high school, I had a different uh, best friend and she was the the daughter of the Danish ambassador in, in Beijing. Yeah, it was. Oh, my gosh. Her. She lived at the embassy. Right. So it was like. Uh, a really sick house <laughs> and she had a kit their kitchen you know is meant for events and stuff like right, that it's like, so, a, it's like a commercial grade kitchen. yeah yeah so she she actually grew up in dc part of the time but then she moved to beijing she I, I slept over at her house for the first time and she was like let me show you my passion fruit drawer she had like a refrigerated <laughs> drawer just for passion fruit oh my god <laughs> yeah i love that yeah that so i was like yeah let me let me have a peek into this world yeah. for, for some time. So, yeah, I felt like I had some distinct experiences. Yeah. And your boyfriend, mm -hmm. how did you date him throughout all of high school? I dated him. I started <clears throat> dating him in 10th grade. The end of 10th grade was our first kiss mm. at a club. So another thing about Beijing is that, well, for international kids, there is no, like, 
drinking age, no age for like being let into clubs. There's basically no rules. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So I spent a lot of high school going out to clubs. <laughs> like <laughs> what clubs? Uh, what were they called? Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting now. Um I feel like some one of them had Sky in the name. I don't remember. There was like a a downtown area of Beijing that was called Bar Street and just had like a ton of different bars. I was there like at That's 15, so 16. Funny. What were you drinking? I wasn't drink I didn't try drinking until I think I tried it once and I hated it. Yeah. I hated not like being in control. Mm-hmm. Um so I didn't end up drinking, but Smoking cigarettes was my like. Do you drink vice. now, or did you no. just never end up drinking? I never ended up drinking. Yeah, Good for you. I'm yeah. over here being like, just go one day, not having a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, one day, Greta. It's not that hard. Yeah. Well, I tried it. So I, I actually, the first time I tried drinking was when I was friends with this girl Camilla, who was like wet, super innocent, and and she hadn't had any alcohol at that point, and I got drunk for the first and only time. Mm. And we were sleeping over at my house that night and we went home and my parents were pretty strict and they could sense something, mm. I think. And then I woke up the next morning. My phone was was not in my room. They had like taken my phone and read through my text <gasps> and I had texted um, Isaac, who was my boyfriend yeah. at the time, and had told him, like, I did a bad thing. I, I don't know what's going on. I feel weird. You know, he wasn't at this party. And so they saw um, they saw my text to him and knew that I had, had drank. And so I woke up to just screaming, oh, no. get down here now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think no that might have also shade been on your parents. Yeah. But, like, that's really messed up that they read through your texts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Th- that There was no... No privacy. Right. No, like if I wrote in my journal, I remember thinking as I would write in my journal, like, my mom's going to read this. Like I have to make sure oh, really? that it's, it's like, like I can, I can process things, but I have to do it kind of like in code in my journal. Right. Because like, I don't know who's going to read it. My sister. Where like my, if you, if you write, it like makes no sense. Yeah. But like you understand what it yeah. means. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. No, yeah, it's, it's I not think good. I'd, I'd be tempted to read my child's yeah. texts for yeah. sure. Journal, no. Like, yeah. I joke about reading people's journals. I joke about it. <laughs> it's a joke. But, like, I I don't think I could actually read my kid's journal. Yeah. Like, I think I would feel, I would yeah. feel guilty. Like, I would feel bad. Yeah. Because... I, if people were to read my journal, my journal is actually so pathetic. My <laughs> journal is like low-key actually embarrassing. What are you writing in there? Oh, like, <laughs> I really hope my dreams come true. Like, <laughs> like, today was a bad day, yeah. but I know bad days happen. That's like my <laughs> sad journal. Yeah. It's, it's mature. Yeah. But like... In in high school, I had the opposite feeling though. In high school, I was like, journals are for journals are fucking losers. Yeah. I'm not keeping a fucking journal. <laughs> <laughs> in reality, I was just lazy. I, that's fair. I no. was just like lazy, too lazy to write. Yeah, probably. <laughs> You're like, I'm just gonna take my photos. I'm gonna go to the dark. Exactly. Room. That's my journal. Exactly. That's yeah. my visual journal. Yeah. So you only tried drinking once. Yeah. Well, I tried it twice. I remember I was at a birthday party and there was like a toast. Mm. And everyone knew Sophie doesn't drink. Sophie right. Sophie doesn't, doesn't drink, doesn't do drugs. 
And so... But you smoked cigarettes. I smoked cigarettes, yeah. Well, in China... Everyone literally smoked everyone smoked cigarettes totally. like there was there were no also no laws about smoking inside so people were smoking like at school I, not at my school no, no. <laughs> they did draw some lines but you never know <laughs> you know like we had smoking lounges when our parents were in yeah. school yeah no but like restaurants and stuff like i remember going to a restaurant a chinese restaurant right next to our school after school with friends and stuff mm-hmm. and it was just filled with smoke everyone's just smoking there like kids and did you feel so before you lived in Beijing, mm-hmm. you were in where were you living before Beijing? The Philippines. The Philippines. Yeah. Manila. So you were kind of bouncing all over Asia? Not just Asia. Asia was like my formative years. The Philippines and China were the Philippines was third grade through eighth grade. And then China was the middle of eighth grade through years till I graduated. Year. Yeah. Did you feel I mean, I guess you were always at international schools, so you mm-hmm. were around so many different kinds of people. But mm-hmm. did you feel the broader, like, cultural shifts in all of these places that you were going to? And do you feel that that, like, informed a different – like, when you think about your friends who went to high school in the U.S., mm-hmm. do you feel that you had a jarringly different high school experience to them? Yeah, in a lot of ways, I think so. Like, for example, the fact that there was no drinking age for right. international students and I was going to clubs. Right. Um, and that's where I had my first kiss with Isaac, which I think I've told so many stories and, like, stopped telling them halfway. No, so we, I'm sorry, we, we were, no I need to hear about the first kiss with Isaac. <laughs> Let's go back to the first kiss with Isaac at the club. Okay. 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 Well, what well, were you wearing? First, Do you remember what you were wearing? I don't remember what I was wearing. Maybe something with a peplum. No, no. Yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully <laughs> a peplum not. Peter Pan collar. <laughs> I had this like red dress that I loved to wear. I we discussed this before we started recording, but I developed quite early and quite quick, and so I felt like there were a lot of things I couldn't wear mm. because of my chest. And uh, so when I found a few things that I could wear that like I felt were cute. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, could still wear a bra. Yeah. <laughs> I would wear them to death. Wait, I literally just noticed that you had big boobs. Yeah. <laughs> I try, you know, I'll try to hide it. What? I mean, sometimes, like, <laughs> what? I'm just being honest. Tevi scolds I, I me. No. <laughs> I'm just, like, I literally yeah, just well, noticed. they were this size when I was in middle school. And it's hell. It's hell. It's hell. I would cry to my mom. I would, like, put my head in her lap and cry, like, let me have a breast reduction. Do you, how do you feel now? Do you want one now? No, just because actually part of the reason I don't want one is because I've I've heard on TikTok. I saw a video on TikTok of you can you maybe you can fact check for me, but I heard on TikTok this girl say that she was a spray tan person and she said she'd seen people come in with breast reductions and that they were just like botched. I have, and I've just scarred. I realized that scarred me. I want the world to know <laughs> that I got a breast reduction when I was uh, about to turn fifteen, and I have the most perfect breasts, <laughs> yes, on planet Earth. <laughs> and a good friend of mine just got a breast reduction last month. Sent me a picture of her titters. Oh, really? They're great. Perfect. 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 Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Are we really going to trust the spray tanner? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. No shade to the spray tanners. We need you. Yeah. It's a public service. (laughs) But, yeah, I really shouldn't have, you know, I, I saw this TikTok the other day that was like saying that 
they believe every TikTok that they see. And so now they're no better than their mom who believes every Facebook story that they read. And I'm like, I was that was like an attack. I mean, <laughs> I will say like, I'm very relieved that we didn't have TikTok in high school. Oh, yeah, me too. Because like I'm over here last night, you know, in bed hearing about how we live in like the 3D matrix and like this is like we're in like lower vibrational headspace where we're yeah. being oppressed by the people that want us to. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Why am I being fed this? Yeah, and I've heard that Gen Z uses TikTok more than Google. Like they'll like they use it as a search engine. Like, <sighs> how do I do this? Or like, what is the, you know. Right. The way we Google things. And I was like, that that's scary. Honestly, because there's no fact checking. It's just no. another person. It could be someone in Scrubs saying like, I'm a nurse, but they're not. I mean, I will say like, sometimes I do go to TikTok and I'll be like, how to relieve neck tension. And it's yeah. like some chiropractor being like, take a towel and like do this. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is helpful. Yeah. But I would never be like, explain to me like yeah. the war in Ukraine. Yeah. Actually, there are some good people yeah. that explain it's, things. It's hit or miss. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. back. A question from Tevi, my producer, <laughs> is why were you in international school? Why were you growing up all over the world? What was what was happening? Yeah. So my dad worked for UNICEF my whole life, the United Nations Children's Fund. And they make it hard for you to stay in a place longer than five years. I th I'm not sure exactly why. But yeah, we moved around every two to five years. We just moved to different offices. I remember when we were little, or when I was little, having like the UNICEF coin mm -hmm. boxes. Yeah, yeah. That's most people's connection to UNICEF. Is, yeah, I mean, I guess I've never really met anyone that's ever worked for the organization other than, yeah. They you do, know. They do a whole bunch of other stuff. Right. Besides the coin collection. But, <laughs> so your dad collects coins. Yeah, I know. Honestly, I feel like some people have asked me that before. No. <laughs> yeah. They're like, was he, is he involved? Is that what his, like, is he counting or, you yeah. know. So does he talk to Angelina Jolie? Like, is it he does, he does talk to, because to, he did communications. So yeah, mm. he did talk to a lot of UNICEF ambassadors or UN ambassadors. Messy. Okay. He was like, you know, helping. He Messi came to visit Beijing at one point and he was like the liaison. So he's had some cool experience. I mean, he's Best done way cooler stuff than talking to Messi. I but, mean, Messi's yeah. cool. Yeah, no, but he's done really cool stuff like um, 
they when we were in China, they uh, one of his biggest projects was around um, encouraging breastfeeding mm. because formula has like a big presence in in China and is marketed as better for babies and not that it's not great for babies, but it would put a lot of families in debt like mm. uh, in the Philippines and China. Um, anyway, so a lot of his work was around like campaigns around breastfeeding, creating safe spaces for mothers in public spaces to be able to cool. breastfeed. And yeah. Does he still work for UNICEF? He just retired wow, last year. Wow, Mazatov. Yeah. That's so interesting. Did you, do you think that having your dad work in such like a because going back to the conversation of like being like a righteous teenager mm -hmm. do you think that that informed some of your like moral um rootedness yeah. does that make sense yeah sure. my perceived moral high yeah. ground <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um i yeah probably and i think also my friendship with uh camilla camilla was um really into like we joined the Global Issues Network at our school. We Love. we volunteered on Saturdays to teach English at a, a school for migrant children um, down the street from us. I think it was my friendship with Camilla and also, yeah, my dad's influence for sure. So you were a club person in school. Yes. You were very involved. I was. What were the clubs we were in? What was happening? I feel like I feel like you're giving me fencing. Like fencing. were you? Yeah, no, you're giving no, me no. fencing energy. I was. <laughs> what? Maybe that's just me watching too many like teen movies. But whenever I think of like international, like chic, no, there was no like, fencing. Someone that fences. <laughs> yeah, I, I get the picture, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I did do. I mean, what I was describing earlier of like. I did a lot of things and I feel like I never kind of went deep on any of them. Mm. Like I played soccer mm -hmm. and I played softball. I played rugby. Whoa. I played rugby my senior year and I got injured like halfway through the season. I was like, thank God. I don't, don't want to play that. Intense. Yeah, scary. Really scary. I, I, I know nothing about the rules of yeah. rugby, specifically women's rugby. Yeah, I mean, I barely know. Anything. Is it like the same as... <laughs> it's the same. It's like, and it was like full on tackle yeah. rugby. You know, like you'd like use your shoulders. So I like someone, I dislocated my shoulder. And when do you dislocate your shoulder? First of all, the only thing to do is like pop it back, back in. into place, which is awful. But also it... Uh, is easy for your sh shoulder to become dislocated for the rest of your life. So I have, I have had like a chronic injury because of oh that one season of God. rugby. Yeah. But I do like it as like a claim to fame. Like, yeah, I played rugby. I mean, I it don't is get cool. Into it. Yeah. And the outfits are cute. Yeah. The striped yeah, shirts mm -hmm. and whatever. Yeah. I love that. But I couldn't tell you about the rules. Yeah, no. Like <laughs> you're like, I just wore that nice little <laughs> yeah. shirt. And I then ran. I dislocated my shoulder. I was pretty shoulder. fast. So That's I would, good. you know, I was on the wing and I would just like go up and, up down. and down. Yeah. Soccer also makes sense. Yes. Soccer, softball, swimming. I tried. Mm. I did it all. Except awesome. fencing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, except fencing. Were you, did you do theater at all? I did theater a little bit. And then my brother who's older than my oldest sibling, he took me aside one day and he was like, I think he he was really good at theater. He was like the big man on campus. He was good at sport. He did like three season varsity sports. Mm. He was in all the plays. Wow. Um, he also was, he won Battle of the Bands. Like he excelled Battle at of everything. The bands. Great grades. Yeah. He's like the golden child. 
He and, sounds like a loser. Yeah, total loser. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the problem. He was cool too. Like it was not fair. And he took me aside one day and he was like, I just, I I don't know if uh, drama is your forte. I think maybe you should try film. And so I was like, I think you're right. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so I did drama for a little bit, but it wasn't. It, it wasn't, wasn't my your thing. thing. It wasn't my forte. And then you were in clubs. Yeah, I did like Global Issues Network, which was basically get around, like sit around with a bunch of kids and think about what the world issues, world's issues mm-hmm. are, like climate change. And um, you go to like a summit every year to where it was in a different place each time. Like one time, actually, I went back to the Philippines. It was at a school cool. in the Philippines. I think one time it was in Jakarta in Indonesia, um, Hong Kong one year. And, um, I mean, we didn't, like, do anything to solve anything, right. but, but, I mean, but yeah. it's still, like, critical thinking. Yeah. It's just crazy to think, I mean, it's, you know, exo- it's so exotic to me to think mm-hmm. about, like, being in high school in Beijing and going yeah. to Jakarta for, like, a school trip. Yeah. It's yeah, like- it was. It was crazy when I think, and often I actually don't talk about it because if the experiences I was having feel if I put them in the context of like school in the U.S., they feel wild. Like that, it what's feels. What's the wi- what's the most wild thing that comes to your mind? Like, <laughs> like it was it was normal among my. Let's l- listen. If you're working for UNICEF, you're not making a ton of money, right? But I was going to school with people who were like children of ambassadors, right. or their parents were working at big banks. So right. There was a lot of money around, around. me. And, um, but it was also quite normal to have like a chef or a, um, you know, a driver Mm -hmm. and a house cleaner. Um, I remember my sister one time when we moved to Beijing, a couple weeks after we moved, someone invited her on their private jet to go skiing in like the north of China. Cool. Did she go? She went. Yeah. My sister had like the most those kinds of experiences of like you know peeking in on people's wealth like you're that. like where's my yeah, private like, jet that was, that was not on any private jet yeah but um yeah i've always wanted to go skiing in japan oh have yeah. you ever gone skiing in japan no i've never gone skiing in japan i went skiing once in beijing like in and uh on like a mountain with like fake snow. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. That was my only experience with skiing. I love that. Not my sisters. Yeah, yeah not your <laughs> sisters. Are you the youngest? Yeah. Oh, me too. Really? I love being yeah. the youngest. I love being the youngest. Me too. <laughs> I feel like I want to have kids so that I can have a youngest. You know, it's so funny. I said I love being the youngest and you said me too. And then you said I love being the youngest and I said me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's really the best. It's really fun because like it's my world and everyone else is just living exactly. in it. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, my brother is a golden child, like I said, but. That's too much pressure. I never had any of that kind of pressure. Oh, no. <laughs> like, my sister, my brother, my brother has a different mom than me. Mm-hmm. But I view him as my brother. Yeah. But, like, my brother was super smart. And my sister was super smart. <laughs> and my sister was also, like, an equestrian. And, oh, like, wow. played field hockey. Fencing? Did and she, do she fencing? didn't do fencing. <laughs> um 
but she was like very well rounded like yeah. that. Like, you know, yeah. whatever. Played the cello, like wow. all this shit. And then there was me. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And I just beat I beat my drum to the tune of my own horn. <laughs> but you were like a, a an artist, and I think that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. I, did your family think it was cool or were they kind of worried about you? No. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. here's my question. High school is cringe. Yeah. You know? We can agree on that. So it's like, yes, I was an artist. I have the work I made. It's really? bad. Yeah. You know? And, like, yeah. it got better when I went and I studied it in college. My yeah. work in – some of the work that I made in college, I actually, like, really – like yeah a piece of it hangs in my house Aww. like that I like it so much but like the shit that I was doing and I mean first of all I was so horny in high school yeah. <laughs> and I was so boy crazy in high school yes. that like half of the reason it's so predatory and weird but half of the reason why I even like got into photography was so that I could like go up to hot boys and be like can I take your photo you know what I mean <laughs> that's and, so funny well it's just like yeah. it was always for something like yeah. I think I don't know if I ever um, – I think I was authentic in, like, my constant search for something. Mm -hmm. But I was never a teenager that was, like, super grounded in um, – I don't know why that's a that's a th incomplete thought. But, like, some teenagers would be like, I – love this is my thing this is my thing and like for me my thing was always kind of determined sort of like how you yes yeah. went through iterations with friendships my thing was always determined by like what serviced me being horny that's so funny <laughs> did you have a boyfriend in high school oh yeah yeah i had like a million yeah but it <laughs> informed like what music i would like mm -hmm. or like how i would dress or like what i would the the films that I would watch are like, you yeah. know, and I had oh, my boyfriend my sophomore year of high school was the hottest guy I've ever dated. Wow. He was still so hot. He still is so hot. <laughs> shout out to Patrick. I'm not going to say his last name. I'm just going to say shout out to Patrick. You are so hot. You are still so hot. I found you recently. That sounds sketchy, but I found you recently and you are still hot. He's so hot. Um, he absolutely goes off. And then my – he does. And then jun junior year – Oh, and then I have boys that I was, like, obsessed with in between. Yeah. But, like, yeah. they were all kind of losers. And then junior year, I dated the absolute king, Mickey. Shout out to Mickey. Love Mickey. He's a great guy. Aww. The only one that I'll say. Actually, Patrick's a great guy, too. And then my senior year, I dated a guy. And, I, by the way, I was, like, sickly in love with my junior year and my senior year's boyfriend. Yeah. Like, sick. That makes sense. Love Sick. Really? Yes. And that defined, I think, a lot of my high school experience. Yeah. Being So what why why were you lovesick? You just were so in it? Were you just Okay, the tables person? are turning on this episode. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um why was I lovesick? Well, <laughs> there was a lack of love in my household. Mm. Um I don't know. I think like I I, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I think that's part of high school, too, is, like, it, it feels – you feel so old and it feels so I think I felt serious. really old. I felt yeah. really old a lot of high school. Yeah. 
I get that. And I watched so many movies. I was like obsessed with movies and obsessed with TV that I think I let so much of what I was watching inform the way that I wanted to feel. Yeah. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Whereas I think of the kids whose, like, parents didn't let them, like, watch anything. Yeah. And they were probably, like, way more into, like, doing math or something like that. (laughs) And I was, like... Poor them, though. I just wanted to, like, be in love and have sex and, like... Yeah. And, like, feel feelings. Yeah. And then I went through a phase where I was, like, fuck all of that. Where I was, like, (laughs) an old, washed-up bitch. In high school or, no, after After. Like, all through college, my friends would, like, make fun of me. One of my best friends, she would always be, like, stop it. (laughs) And I'd be, like, oh, they just want to use you and leave you. And that, like, smoking cigarette. They want to use you and leave you in the trash. Like, you know. (laughs) You overdid it in high school. Yeah, like, overcompensated. And then I'd be, like, I'm never getting married. I can just fuck them and leave. Um, and live my life like I'll just have friends and like yeah. and then you know here I am I'm married I'm married <laughs> hag um, why would we, I mean why did you fall in love in high school um, I think pro- you know a lot of the same stuff like movies TV shows I think I said before we started airing that I watched I grew up watching Gossip Girl mm, XOXO XOXO um, where is Serena? Where has she been? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I grew up watching that and that played a big part. I yeah. That was like actually very influential in middle school and high school, that show. Yeah. Um, I mean, that also group. was such an example of like this aspirational American dream yes. of like what high school was. Yeah. That like New York City private prep mm-hmm. school stuff yeah. that has so much lore around it. Yeah. And they were so adult, like mm-hmm. having hosting parties that were like swanky. <laughs> you I know? mean, and also like Chuck Bass being like, no, I own 90% of my <laughs> no, father's so company. Who's well, like, who, who wrote him? Who he's wrote like 15 years old, like firing his dad's employees. It's outrageous. But like, yeah. I do know kids that were kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. And maybe you did too. I yeah, feel I like think I did. I definitely did. I had like knew some people who like started businesses and stuff. But um, I think I fell in love also because Isaac, the guy who I dated most of high school, was just like really... A sweetheart. Yeah. He was, and he had, he had like been, he had liked me. He was very shy, but he had liked me for some time before we started dating. And he just kind of like won me over. He was very tender. He was hot. Yeah. He sounds like he had great clothes. (laughs) He had great clothes and he was very artistic. Yeah. So that was another, another thing that brought me into the arts. Um, But yeah, I think he was just like such a sweetheart. Like, To give an example, when I was in high school, maybe like 16 or 17, I did a fast. Like I'm a Baha'i and and in March there's like a 19-day fast. You fast between sunrise and sunset. And my birthday is in March. And um, so I couldn't like, you know, have cake or whatever during the day. And I was like really sad about it. And Isaac, 17 at the time, made a cake at home and biked to my house and left it on my doorstep pre-sunrise because I couldn't eat between sunrise and sunset. Left it on my doorstep so that I could have cake on my birthday, like for breakfast. He was like that. He was just like, he was like a hopeless romantic. It was, yeah, it was a great chocolate cake. He was a good cook. 
we love teens that can cook. I know. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, he was really sweet. Um, before we step into the guidance counselor's office, I do have to know if there is – wait, also, could you drive? Did you drive? No. No, I didn't learn to drive until last year. What? I'm 28. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, because – I think in China, you can't get your license until 18. Okay. And so I couldn't get it and throughout high school. And then I went to New York. I lived in New York for seven years. So there's no need. No need to drive there. And then I moved to LA and I was like, okay, now I really Did you go to, to a driving drive. school? I didn't go to a driving school, but I had like a private, I had a an instructor. His name was Jorge and I love him. Okay. I've I, like tried to text him since I then. Actually, I think he changed his number. He's like, <laughs> I was like, love. I need to get his info because yeah. one of my best friends is, one of my best friends is 38 and wow. he um, doesn't know how to drive. Well, and he lives I, here. I wish he, I could give you Jorge's number, but yeah, <laughs> he changed it. I mean, <laughs> damn. No, I mean, that's hard. 38, lives here in L.A., has lived here for a while. He lived in New York for 20 years. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'll do it. He drove kind of in high school, but like, eh, not really. And now he like needs to learn how to drive. Does he get, is he able to get around? The doll walks everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) It's psychotic. (laughs) He really looks great. He's like really in shape. He is in great shape. You have no idea. He walks, like he will walk five (laughs) miles to the gym. Wow. It's crazy. And it's like there's something that's kind of creepy about walking in L.A., Mm -hmm. I find, because, like, you can be in great pockets of it, and then you can be in pockets of your walk where you don't see anyone on the sidewalk, where you'll just be alone, and you're like, hello? Does anybody – and you'll be, like, on the side of a freeway. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's a weird walking town. You can walk in neighborhoods, but, like, walking from neighborhood to neighborhood, there's no connectivity. you have to drive to a neighborhood and then walk there. Bizarre. Um, is there like one memory from high school that you feel is like so quintessential to your high school experience? Like when you think about it, it's just like that was that. Yeah, I when I was a senior, all my friends were going on a senior trip to Thailand. They were Mm. like, after we graduated, they were going to go on a trip to Thailand. And I said, no, I'm not going to go to Thailand. I want to go to Sweden Mm. to visit my boyfriend, my parents were like, absolutely not. <laughs> I would wear them down on things. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's a youngest child thing, but I just like wore them down. Finally, I was, they were like, okay, you can go to Sweden if you pay for the ticket yourself. Thinking like, there's no way in hell, like she's never made a dollar. She's not going right. to be able to pay for this ticket herself. Right. And I was like, perfect. And I I made all the money from them. Like my mom is obsessed with massages and I would be like, I will charge you $10 for a 10 minute massage. <laughs> she would do it. And I was like, are you they a good needed- masseuse? Yeah, I'm great as a result. <laughs> but like they needed their, our photo, our family photos. They wanted them scanned. And I was like, I will scan them for a dollar per picture. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> like my rates were high and I ended up just like scrounging together $800, which was the ticket, the type of the price of the ticket. That's expensive. Yeah. From Beijing to Sweden. It's I like mean, it's a long far. way. Yeah. yeah. And I went. Um, How long did you go for? I think for like two weeks with was his it family. Fun? It was so fun. We're in Sweden. Yeah. He's from Stockholm, mm-hmm. but we went to like 
he had like a cousin who had a summer home on an island in cool. Sweden. Apparently Sweden is the country with the most islands in the world. Isn't that crazy? My cousin lives there. Oh, really? She lives in Malmo, oh, where wow. the, where my gummies are from. Yes. If uh, anyone from Kolsvart <laughs> Gummies is listening to this podcast, please consider sponsoring us. I am very They're addicted delicious. to these gummies. They're delicious. And I thank you for your service. And I love, I love that the fish that you chose for the elderflower is heinous. <laughs> and it honestly makes me want to eat them more. So thank you so much. Anyway, um, yeah. well, that's a sexy little trip that you went on. It was. It was a sexy little trip. But yeah, I feel like me wearing down my parents, mm. them telling me no and me being like, let me show you. Yeah. was very quintessentially me in high school. I love that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Knock, knock, knock. Is that a door knock I hear? Why, yes, it is. Welcome to the High School Guidance Counselor's Office. Thank I'm you. your high school guidance counselor. In this segment of the pod, you get to air your grievances of high school past. You get to, you know, apologize to someone, say fuck you to someone, whatever it is that's kind of, you know, been on your mind mm -hmm. over the past now 11 years you get to just free yourself of. Wow. I'm so lucky. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, there's so many. Really? I could go in so many directions. Yeah, totally. And we, I, we take multiples in I, this office. I could go with things I want to apologize for or things that I want to say fuck you for. We can do one of each. We can do two of each. Oh, wow. Well, I think I'll go with I'll go with the latter. I when I I moved from the Philippines to uh, China when I was in eighth grade. So mm. I guess this is actually, this is the middle of eighth grade. Um, and like I said, I developed early. Mm -hmm. I had large boobs. And there was a girl who uh, was at this new school that I was at. And she just, she started a rumor that I got my boobs done, that I had had a boob job at 14, 13, 14. Um, and it really messed with me because it was like something that I was already so self-conscious right. about. And I, because I developed so quickly, I had stretch marks mm -hmm. on my boobs. And I, I know that. Yeah. And I was like, it was something I was embarrassed about, insecure about. I had had comments. I had comment a comment from one friend about my stretch marks, like being horrified by them. And then there was this girl who was using that against me in like a totally new way. It just felt like I couldn't catch a break, you know? Right. Um, and so to her, that was her name. <gasps> yeah, I've never said that out loud. First and last. Wow. No, we can bleep that we out if we want. We can bleep it, we can bleep it. It's too, uh, my it's, bully, it's my elementary school bully, her name is too distinct as well. Yeah. Like, you know, why can't our bullies just be named like, Sarah Adams yeah, or something, yeah. you know? <laughs> Ungoogleable. Like, yeah, like, and there are a million that would pop up. <laughs> no, I feel, I do feel for her. I think she's had like a rough go of it since, since high school, but, you know, you reap what you sow. <laughs> well, look, you, the thing about being bullied, it's like, it is so frustrating. Yeah. Because you're like, no one's listening to me. Like, no yeah. one's, I don't have fake boobs. Yeah. <laughs> I like, what? Yeah, yeah, I would like to get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I feel like the thing is that adults, once you're past that time of life, you realize how 
like much of a blip it is, but then so a lot of the advice that you're getting from adults is like, it'll pass, it'll right. be fine. But you're like, but it's not right, right now. Like in my yeah. pre in my present, yeah. I don't have again like that perspective. Yeah. And that's why these things like fuck with you. Yeah. But they also like imprint upon you. I say this constantly on this podcast, I'm a broken record. But these things do like imprint upon you and then inform things about how you feel or like how you internalize yeah. things later on in life that totally. I think we don't give enough credit to. Mm -hmm. Like when you're being exposed to that, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember thinking at one point, like, I will never, I will never get naked in front of anyone. Like I will, I will yeah. have sex, but I will not get naked in front of anyone. Like yeah. I won't let anyone see me. I um, love like an eighth grader being like, I will have sex, but I will remain in my clothes. <laughs> Very specific. Yeah. Yeah. I will have sex, but I will stay in a shirt. Um, I remember that feeling though. Remember yeah. when like girls would like change, like yes. how you change yes. your shirts without showing your. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was, did that for a long, long time. I think I actually did it in this office like two days ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's like, those are skills that like we learn because we have so much shame. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. I don't know. Why not just let my titters fly? Yeah. Who Everyone cares? has them. Yeah. Free the nipple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that your only, is that your only thing yeah. you'd like to discuss today? Yeah, I feel like. Do you feel free of it now? Do you feel like this therapy session of four minutes worked to <laughs> yeah, erase honestly, the trauma someone that you should pay you? Yeah. Honestly, you know that she was probably just really jealous. I yes, for sure. I think what had happened was that her long term boyfriend, um, he was assigned to be like my peer, oh, you know, yeah, to like, like show me around. I was right. a new student in the middle of the year. So like, he was assigned to me. So we were spending a lot of time together. I was not interested in him at all. He was ugh. He was, he was <laughs> not that. cute. And, well, but, here's but this she girl is. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, who's this cute girl? She's mm -hmm. new. She has huge boobs. Yeah. She's with my ugly boyfriend. Yes, exactly. Uh, my exactly ugly boyfriend. In her head. Yeah. You know, like my ugly boyfriend is obviously going to want this hot girl. Yes. God. I do. Boys I feel are so ugly. Yeah. Most of them are. I know. Like I, I so had a what? huge. I'm sorry. Like when I think. <laughs> no, I mean like when I think about. Yeah. I just, Girls are so much cuter. Yeah. I really think that. Like boys in middle school and in high school, when I think about, like, I lol every time I see Euphoria. Yeah. I'm supposed to believe that Jacob Elordi yeah. is like in high school. What? That guy in high school would be not, that guy would have like a 25 year old girlfriend. Yeah. No, it's like, it's like you have, you know, like beer goggles on or something. Like when you're in high school, you, think these people are so cute because it's just what it's your community it's what you you're around it's what's accessible <laughs> you know to you. everything is relative so but even when I look at like Gossip Girl for example mm -hmm. even those boys looked embarrassing yes like, yeah I agree um Chase Crawford's hair like I it's know, like, it's it's like, like flat <laughs> ironed in the front and then like messy <laughs> in the back it's full Kate Gosling yes. it's oh my God. wild That's exactly it's a good reference and it's yeah. like uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no. Boys are gorgeous. <laughs> we love men, but I do. I'm just saying, like, I have a soft spot for middle school boys 
and high school boys because like there's so much conversation and I hope it's gotten better, but like around the aesthetics of girls and mm. like judging girls' bodies and this yeah. and that and like your hair and your skin, how you look. And I feel like boys are probably just as insecure as girls, yeah. but since there's less of a conversation, they're kind of just like trapped. That's true. You know, they're That's trapped true. in their little ugly bodies. <laughs> and no one tells them. And no one tells them that they're ugly. <laughs> God, I mean, this episode is going to get me, like, everyone's going to be like, fuck you, Greta. No. <laughs> well, no. you know I'm telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tevi, do we have a classmate today? We do. This is actually our first second time. We have a, se- a second submission. writer? Yes. Okay. Um, so... Tall says, hello, Gertie, guidance, and beautiful guests. You read my email about getting pants in gym class during freshman year in the Marie Faustin episode. Since I said fuck you once, I felt compelled to write in with an apology. There's something to be said about high school confidence, and although fleeting, I never felt as socially powerful as I did when I was in senior year and newly single from my first real boyfriend. Prom was right around the corner, and I casually asked a boy from my writer's craft class to go with me. He was sort of nerdy, tall, and liked Animal Collective, and apparently had a crush on me. I thought it was cute. He was so stoked to go, and we did a whole deal, photos together with our friends in a limo. He and his mom bought me a corsage. Fast forward to the actual prom, and I cannot remember spending a single second with that boy. I was a goddamn Mm. social butterfly talking to everyone, dancing up a storm. Mm. I truly didn't even remember saying bye to him. Mm. I remember that we ended up at different parties and I kissed a lot of other people that weren't him. Mm. Afterward, we barely talked talked in class and looking back, I realized I totally took advantage of him being nice and an easy date that I felt or that I left him in the lurch. Mm. I feel like when you get bullied, it's easy to justify your crappy actions later on, but he didn't deserve that. So I'm so I am so sorry, Lataro. Your Adam's apple was so big. Thanks again <laughs> and love you, Greta. Oh. Well, that's a beautiful apology. Yeah. You know, I have no notes on that. Good for you. But we've yeah. all done that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think I mean Sounds like a fun prom. Yeah, it sounds like a successful <laughs> yeah. prom. It sounds like you needed that. Yeah. You were newly single. You needed to go with a safe date. Mm-hmm. Smooch a lot of people. Yeah, I hope Lotaro hears this apology. Yeah. It's I hope Lotaro's okay. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they are. He probably like had fun. Or maybe he didn't. <laughs> and that's also okay. Yeah, it's a story. It's a Builds story. Character. And, you know, I think I did that when I was a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. At your prom? I was invited by Mickey, who ended up being my boyfriend. So he did end up being my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But he liked me before I liked him. And he took me to prom. And then I think I ended up going to, like, an after prom and... I don't know, probably not making out with him. But then, you know, we did end up being boyfriend and girlfriend later. But, like, I think that that's a pretty normal thing. Yeah, you're figuring it all out. Yeah. figuring out how to be in relationship and how to be kind and compassionate to people. So it's okay. We we forgive you. Yeah. On behalf of Lataro, (laughs) we forgive you. Um, thank you so much for writing in. Other listeners, please write to us. I know you all want to talk to the guidance counselor. So please email us at seniorsuperlativespod at gmail.com. 
www.thepodcastmama.com with the subject line Classmates Corner. Now I need to ask, if you go back in time and give your high school self any advice, what would it be? <sighs> if I could go back in time and give my high school self advice, I think I would tell myself to like loosen up a little bit mm. and be a little bit more chill and enjoy the like goofiness of that time. Mm. I feel like I spent a lot of time trying to be older than I was. And I think maybe part of that is being the youngest child. Mm -hmm. um, I think I did that too. Yeah. And I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I needed to just be my goofy like, like, teenage yeah. self. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. Thanks. <laughs> it's a shame that we're here now. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel that way. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah, I wanted to be grown up so bad. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like probably everybody does in that yeah. time. I don't know. No. You know when you think so, about some teenagers, you're like, wow, you were really like a teen. Yeah. <laughs> or like even like you're just your nerdy, cute yeah. self. Yeah. And you're just enjoying your funny, quirky things. Yeah. You know, I felt like I needed to be cool. I needed to be there were like certain things I needed to be into and I feel like I could have just let myself be myself a little bit more. Yeah, like the people that would like be in photos and they'd be like ah, like yeah. in photos. That was so not me. I was like, yeah, duck lips, you know. <laughs> exactly. I was never like just let it be freaky. Yeah, and just like laugh a yeah. little louder. No laughter. Sounds so dorky, but yeah. No laughter. <laughs> yeah. No laughing, no jokes. Yeah. Serious. Serious. Dark room. Yeah. <laughs> Film photos. Yeah, film photos. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you go to prom? I did. I went to prom with Isaac. Um, I went two years. I went for his senior prom when I was a junior, and then I went for my senior prom, and I loved it, I think. I, I got free tickets because they our school had, like, a competition and they did like a promposal if you were if you had like the best promposal. Okay, what were your promposals? So I mean he didn't he was not a very like prom person. So he did not I think I asked him, like, can we go to your prom? <laughs> so nothing there. But when I was a senior and he had just graduated, I made a stop motion film to Whoa. invite him to prom and it he already knew we were going to go together but right. i wanted the free tickets so i like made this video so that That's we could a, get free tickets to prom do and you we still won. have it it's like i think i uploaded it to facebook or something yeah it's like a facebook That's videos so <laughs> funny yeah and sweet yeah wow promposals you really just took me back yeah. there my mom was always like this is so fucking dumb it is she, dumb she was <laughs> like, right your mom is right <laughs> i I remember when I was asked for the first time to prom when I was a sophomore and he was a junior, he painted prom question mark on like the back of a painting in like the art studio. Oh, wow. And I was so scared to have him ask me that I avoided going there and I would you go there every day. You didn't want to go with him? I don't know. I think I was just like scared, <laughs> yeah. you know? It's a big deal. And then the second, my junior year when he asked me to prom, we were at like one of the fanciest restaurants in D.C. Whoa. I think I've talked about this in this podcast before, but, like, he had them write prom and chocolate on our dessert plate. <laughs> oh, and my gosh. This is, like, an actual proposal. Yeah, but I'm, 
I, my heart goes out. Shout out to whatever like sous chef wrote prom <laughs> yeah, in chocolate yeah. on that dessert plate That's because true. you they know like, they were oh, like, yeah, I hate this job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I forget my senior year, but yeah, they were like such a thing. Oh, yeah. Huge. And I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little salty that I never got a promposal. Uh, like, you know, feminism, yes. But but promposal. I, I should get a promposal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, what, what did you wear to both of the proms? My, the, so when I was a junior, I wore this like slinky red dress. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. Now, like looking back, I'm like, that's the ugliest dress I could have ever <laughs> worn. It was short, but it had like these like shards of fabric, like, on top of it, basically, and made a, a weird shape. But it sounds very avant-garde. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's like generous. <laughs> um, and then my senior year, I wore like a black dress that had cutouts and um, like a deep red lip. Mm. I had in my senior year, I chopped off all my hair. I got like a pixie cut. Love that. And um, so I had a pixie cut in my prom pictures and – yeah, it was interesting having a pixie cut. I feel like as soon as I chopped off all my hair, Isaac, because he was cool and artsy, loved it. But all the boys who had like previously right. paid me attention, it was just like I, I was always, invisible. I always felt like it was really hard because I like when I had really short hair and like pixie cut esque, I always would feel like it made my boobs look so much bigger. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I felt like I had to. I had to like wear more makeup and earrings. I had to like feminize. Yeah. The haircut a little bit, but I never felt that. But hmm, yeah. let's go get pixie cuts again. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> when are you free? <laughs> um, I guess that's my last question. That's my last question. And uh, yeah, they're my last last question. <laughs> um, wait, I do want to ask one more question before I ask the last question, which mm-hmm. is concerts. Mm. Now, because you were in Beijing, yeah. What did what, was like going to like live shows? Was that a thing? Because I feel like I spent so much of my time in high school going to concerts. Yeah, it wasn't really a thing. Like if someone was coming on tour to Beijing, right. it had to be. It was like huge, a huge like Beyonce, right? Or like, and actually, I went to see Beyonce with my mom. <laughs> fun. <laughs> yeah, that was really fun. But yeah, that wasn't. It wasn't really a part of. The high school experience, but I did go to see a DJ, and this was like my first proper like concert alone, no family members. We saw Boys Noise. Cool, yeah, and it was super fun. That's but that fun. was my own. That's like the only experience. Yeah, because I was thinking to myself, like, you know, Beijing is such a huge city that it's mm-hmm. not like there's not access to like a ton of shit. Yeah, but um, definitely but with like concerts are coming and, like and movies, movies. So what's interesting is that you will notice in some films, like, for example, The Arrival. Have you seen The Arrival? Uh, it's like a alien yes, movie. Yes, 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 yes. There's that- like a, it's a really great movie. And then there's this random part at the end where she, like, breaks out into Mandarin. She's speaking Chinese. And there's, like, a Chinese president. And it's you're like, what's going on? Movies, a lot of, like, American-made movies, if they wanted to be played in China, because only one uh, English-speaking film could be played each month in the country. Like, they wanted to promote Chinese film. Right. And so they would only allow one American movie a month. And if you were – if your movie could be played in China, that was a huge market and you would make a lot more money. So there were there was, like, an era in film where a lot of films were putting in, like – 
basically Chinese propaganda somewhere, slipping it into the movie so to be crazy. able to play it in China. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that so crazy? <laughs> you might is notice awesome. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's nuts. Yeah. But I, did, I definitely went to the Love movies. That. But there weren't that many playing. But there was a lot of like bootlegging. Right. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. And we love a yeah. bootleg. Yes. I definitely did. Um, now, my final question of the pod is, did you have a senior superlative? Was I'm, that a thing? Yeah, we de- we definitely had a yearbook. I can't be 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure it was most talkative. Love that. Yeah. That I makes was, sense. That was like every every uh, report card, every parent-teacher conference, everything was like, she's great. We love her. She's too talk. She's Talks too chatty. too much. Yeah. That was my you thing. You know, and here you are talking for a living. Exactly. If That's they could good. see me now. Yeah. <laughs> I talk into a microphone for hours on end. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's so nice. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. Thank you for having me. This is such a lovely time. Yeah, I had a great time. I enjoyed it. I, I don't think I'm going to let my mom listen to it, but. <laughs> well, listen, mom, we were having sex, but we only drank once or twice. twice. Yeah, like, we only drank it. twice. And like, yeah, we smoked cigarettes while eating Domino's. But like, you know, I would say. You got to live a little. Here's what I'll say. If I have a kid and if they just do that, thrilled. Yeah. Thrilled. Pr- pretty good. Pretty I would say very good. Yeah. I'm giving you an A plus. <laughs> Thank you. An A plus. That's what I was angling for, and now we can end. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a plus. Um, where can all of my listeners listen to you on your podcast? Yeah. So I am a host of a podcast called Pod Crushed. It's all about middle school, mm-hmm. and we interview guests much like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you can listen to that anywhere you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple, The Works, and you can find me online at scribbled by sophie i've been trying to change it for years and i can't so that's fine here you are here i am um thank you so much for listening to the podcast this week thank you for listening to me every week i can't talk today i've had too much caffeine thank you for listening to me every week thank you for subscribing um and if you haven't subscribed subscribe and oh This is what I need to start doing. Uh, I need to start promoting London. If you're in London, if you're in London town, I'm going to be there um, performing at Soho Theater February 16, 17, and 18. Please, for the love of Christ, come and see me. I would love to see you. Um, the shows are going to be really fun. I'm an amazing comedian. I'm an incredible performer. Some say once in a generation. So, um, come see me. It would mean so much to me, um, you know, if you show up. And that's it. And, you know, as I say every week on the pod, stay cool, never change. Until next time, ciao. That was a HeadGum Podcast. 